Blog Talk Radio. The following broadcast is brought to you by the iGolf Sports Network. Golf Talk Live is sponsored by the iGolf Sports Network and Golf Tips Magazine. Here's Andrew to tell you more about our sponsors iGolf Sports is a live stream broadcast and media production company providing quality programming designed to attract the golfing enthusiast. And Golf Tips, the game's most in-depth instruction magazine, including reviews on the latest equipment, tips from top teaching professionals, all designed to help you improve from tee to green. Welcome to Golf Talk Live with your host, Ted Odorico. Join Ted each week as he speaks with some of the best in golf. Sit back, relax, and listen to tonight's show. Let's join our host, Ted Odorico, as he introduces tonight's special guest. All right, good evening, everybody, and once again, welcome to Golf Talk Live. And just a, a quick program note, uh, we'll be having uh, just a Coach's Corner panel segment tonight. There won't be any uh, special guest, if you will, other than the gang that's going to be joining me on the panel, of course. Um, as we get ready to wind down the season, this is the second last show. We have one more show, uh, which will be the 14th of December. It will be the last uh, program of 2023, and it will be taking a, a nice long extended break, and we'll be firing up uh, the show back in February, uh, the first Thursday in February, which I believe is February 8th. And then the first Thursday of March, we'll join in with the uh, Coach's Corner panel. A few changes for next season. I'll tell you a little bit about that more uh, next week as we get ready to wrap up. But uh, we're taking an extended break and uh, letting the guys uh, and myself, of course, uh, get a break from the show and uh, uh, enjoy the holidays and, and all that good stuff. Also, too, uh, for those of you uh, in the industry that tune into the broadcast, if any of you are going to be heading down to the PGA show at the end of January, uh, yours truly, I'm going to be there as well. So if you're interested in connecting, if you're going to be there and you've got a few minutes to uh, squeeze in a, a, a introduction or what have you, I'd love to to meet with and connect with you on the show. So uh, feel, feel, uh, feel free to reach out to me. You can uh, do so at ted uh, at igolfsportsnetwork.com is the principal email that I use. Um, I can give it out again at the end of the show. But uh, connect with me if you're going to be at the PGA show at the end of January from uh, I think about uh, the 25th or 24th, I believe, to the 26th. So uh, make sure you connect with me, and uh, I'd love to talk to you down at the, uh, at the Orange County Convention Center. All right, as I mentioned, we're just going to have a Coach's Corner segment tonight, so let me introduce the panel. Uh, three great uh, guests have uh, been regulars uh, throughout the last several seasons. First up is John Decker. Uh, he is the director of instruction at Medallion uh, Club in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, he's also a senior editor and top 25 instructor at Golf Tips Magazine, uh, former head instructor at Grand Cypress Academy of Golf in Orlando, and he was the 2015 uh, Southern Ohio Teacher of the Year. Uh, also is the author of Golf is My Life, Glorifying God Through the Game, and a public speaker. Um, Next up, of course, is Pete Buchanan. Pete's been uh, teaching golf now for over 30 years. Uh, he's the founder and director of instruction of the Plain Simple Golf LLC, which, of course, houses the Plain Simple Golf Circuit and the Simple Swing Repeater Training Brace. And he's been helping golfers focus on building a repeatable swing. Uh, last but not least is Jamie Leno Zimron, and she is a Class A LPGA teacher professional, a six-degree Aikido black belt, somatic psychologist, corporate speaker, and mind-body fitness trainer, uh, graduated Phi Beta Kappa from Stanford University, and she's also the creator of Kiai Golf, The Centered Way. So, uh, everyone, welcome to what will be your last this season, Coach's Corner Panel here on Golf Talk Live. Thank Thanks, you, Ted. 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 Yeah, happy to be here with these guys. Looking forward to it. All, all right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk that tonight's topic is, is going to be uh, golf for business. It's all about relationships. Uh, is going to be the topic uh, tonight that we're going to discuss. And there's uh, just a handful of questions, so, but there's lots of room. Uh, so let me, I'm just going to do a quick introduction here, and then I'm going to actually um, start in the opposite order. So I'm going to start with you first, Jamie, and then work back up, uh, Pete, and then John, and then I'll uh, rotate it out throughout the evening. But um, so golf, is, I think, is a great way to not only get to know your, your colleagues, your work buddies, if you will, but also an opportunity to meet new business partners or potential partners. Um, so we've kind of got some tips here and, and things to sort of make the experience both fun and obviously worthwhile. 
So if you want to sort of picture this in your mind, if you're somebody that maybe owns a, a business uh, and you're looking to um, enhance maybe some uh, contracts with new companies, but you're not quite sure about the, the leadership uh, of the, the company that you're looking to potentially do business with, um, so sometimes a little bit of apprehensive about finalizing deals. So one of the ways to, to do that, golf has been known uh, synonymously as a great way uh, to connect, to get to know each other better. So there's a lot of different opportunities here. So the first one, Jamie, I'm going to come to you with, and, and I'm going to give the other guys an opportunity to discuss that as well, is there's a, lot of, there's a great opportunity to gain insight on uh, potential clients and or even other business partners out on the golf course. Maybe you could touch on that a little bit um, on how that is accomplished and talk about the great opportunity that golf presents itself, especially when you're looking at maybe new prospects or new potential clients that you really don't know well. Um, I'd like for you to maybe just focus a little bit about how that golf sort of creates an opportunity uh, and why it is such a good opportunity to um, be able to get to know one another a little bit better. Well, first of all, I love this topic, uh, Ted. <clears throat> uh, so much to say, so it'll be really fun to discuss it. Um, I've done, a, I do some various schools actually and uh, corporate uh, trainings called "Where Business Meets the Green," and I've also done some every businesswoman golf uh, leadership and golf trainings. So it's first of all, it's just important to know that golf truly is the business sport, and having a decent golf game, you know, a, a golf swing, a golf game is really important so that you can actually be in the business game of golf. Um, <clears throat> so I'll just kind of start in. I'm sure there, uh, there'll be much to add. But when you go out to play golf, you know, we call it sometimes the five- or six-hour business call, right? Um, you get to spend a fair amount of time with, um, you know, with prospects or um, – and in the course of that, you're playing golf. And golf is really kind of like a, almost like a Rorschach test or a litmus test. Um, you can really find out so much about potential work partners through your playing partners. How do they go about playing a game? You can find out even basic things. Um, is a person optimistic or pessimistic? Are they a learning kind of person, an open person, or sort of know-it-all? Um, are they a risk taker, or do they like to play it safe? Are they somebody who kind of blames and complains or takes responsibility and is resilient and figures out when things, what to do when things don't go just perfectly? Um, really basic is a person, is being able to assess a person's integrity. You know, do they kind of cheat, cut corners, you know, sort of thing, or um, just really play with a lot of integrity? Uh, are they a trustworthy person? So, you know, these are, uh, those are some, some basics. There's, you can tell a lot about a person's personality. Do they get really anxious and rattled? Are they someone who can keep kind of cool and calm? Can they bounce back? Um, <clears throat> um, I, I have, well, I, I have something I call it the falling into SDF mode. I won't say those words, but there are three words that, um, you know, SDNF, <laughs> that, uh, you know, swear words, but they're basically low vibrational emotional states and mental states. And do and so do they fall into that kind of SDF mode and go, Rrr, and then their performance suffers? Or are they able to be resilient, bounce back, get to what uh, Dale Carnegie called the PMA, more positive mental attitude? Another one would be about, you know, do they give up? Uh, or do they rise to the occasion? Um, and I think also being able to see if someone kind of implodes or explodes under pressure, or are they able to kind of refocus, recommit? Are they a team player or just out for themselves? You know, you can go on and on. So, of course, I'm a psychologist, and these are <clears throat> there. There are so many ways that we reveal our personality and our tendencies, and you know, what kind of person we really are like. And we also are seeing that in our playing partners who are, of course, when we're talking about the business world, our potential or actual business uh, associates and partners. So that's just uh, for starters. I'm sure we're going to say a lot more. Um, yeah, I guess the, the one no. other thing I would say is you can really see how well people handle adversity and how they perform under pressure. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree. Well said. Great way to start the segment. Um, and Pete, I think another thing too is 
sort of establishing what you want to do, uh, you know, Jamie raised a, a good point that, you know, obviously you want to, uh, not saying that you have to be a top-notch player, but you certainly want to have a, a reasonable understanding of the game and have some, uh, you know, general ability. You don't want to be out there sort of hacking and duffing your way around. That doesn't mean that you have to be, a, uh, you know, a tour pro, but you certainly should have um, a, a little bit. And we're going to talk about some of the things, if you're not somebody that's a very good golfer, how you can get around uh, hosting an event, if you will, a small event. Uh, but what I want you to talk about, Pete, is is really focusing on not necessarily making it a serious game. And again, particularly with new clients, maybe setting some ga- ground rules to get things started. What are some good things, tips that you can think of if somebody wants to invite some prospects out to play a game? They don't know them very well. They're trying to get to know them. What is a good format to sort of work with um, to sort of get the to break the ice, if you will, and not necessarily make it overly competitive. Well, I think one of the first things you can do is, you know, play a scramble. You know, not worry about uh, you know your own individual score. Just everybody hit. You know, explain that you know we're all going to hit shots from every area, but you know, let's just make it a little bit less, you know, um, you know, pressure on each individual, and let's just go out and have some fun. And you know, if you hit one that's not so great, it doesn't really matter. But, you know, or you can pair up, you know, two each, and then each of those two, you know, scramble on their own as well. But just to find a game that, you know, takes a little bit off the, the overall of your own shots all the time counting, and, uh, you know, you can make it a little bit more of a, uh, you know, more of a playful, light atmosphere by, you know, just taking the pressure off of those shots. And, um, you know, just letting everybody know that this is, you know, more about uh, coming out and, having some fun and getting to know each other rather than just worrying about what the scores are. Um, you know, and you, as, as, you know, Jamie was saying, I mean, you're going to be able to find out a lot about, you know, all, all of those people that you're with, uh, even in, in the lightest of atmospheres that you're playing, uh, you'll still get to see a lot about what's going on with each individual and, and how they conduct themselves and, you know, how they work themselves around the people that you're playing with and around the golf course. So, um, you know, I would always, you know, try to do it in a, in a scramble format um, just to just to make it a little bit easier. And you know, I've done that quite a bit uh, over this last uh, year of, you know, bringing out some, some different prospects and, you know, just saying, hey, let's just play a scramble and make this a little bit easier. Yeah, well said, Pete. Um, and, and, John, I'm going to add something here a little bit differently for you. Um, really what it boils down to is this is an opportunity um, for golfers to um, effectively network with other business professionals, opening, you know, potential doors. Um, maybe you could touch on about maybe some tips about maintaining, maintaining excuse me, professionalism uh, during a business golf event, whether it's a, a day event or if it's longer. Um, and I'm just going to throw an example out there. One thing you definitely don't want to do, and obviously you have to know your audience somewhat, um, you know, you're, you're not going to get into, you know, a, a beer guzzling contest or something along that line. You know, you want to have, so what are some things that you think um, if somebody's wanting to organize something like this and, and bring out prospective clients, what are some good things uh, to keep in mind? How should they dress? How should they, you know, approach the day, that sort of thing. Give us some examples of that because obviously this is an opportunity really, as Jamie and, and Pete alluded to, is really an opportunity to um, uh, network for uh, for potential prospects and potential clients. Well, Ted, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. And Pete and Jamie, I look forward to being on with you tonight. Um, you know, this is a great question, Ted. I mean, the first thing, like when I was a kid growing up, my father used to tell me that he did more business and he was a stockbroker. He said, I do more business on the golf course than I do in my office. And so he, he really emphasized to me as a young child learning the game that, you know, this is going to really help you down the road in the business world. He didn't know I was going to go into the golf business, you know, but it, it's, it is, it's a great way. I, I see business all the time as a, a, a teacher when I go out and do playing lessons I see business, uh, you know, all the time that's happening out there. And so one of the things, some tips that I would, uh, for the listeners out there, number one is, is you want to play ready golf. You, you, no one um, wants to play slow golf. So it's very important that you learn uh, to be ready uh, when it's your turn to hit. I would also recommend if you're a new player and you've never played, and I've had – 
people come to me when I was working at Grand Cypress and they say, John, I'm here for a convention and we're going out tomorrow to play with everybody and I don't know how to play. So, you know, I would help them with their swing. But I spent about 15 or 20 minutes going over the etiquette of where to stand, um, you know, about their cell phones, turning those off, uh, making sure that they were ready to play, um, you know, simple things. And I told them, you know, don't be afraid to pick up. There's nothing wrong with picking up if you're uh, really struggling on a hole and you're not playing a scramble. I think what Pete said is great. I mean, a scramble is a great way uh, to, to do it. But sometimes you're not playing a scramble and you're playing your own ball. Don't be afraid to pick up. Don't get wrapped up in your score. It's mainly about being able to create relationships when you're out there. And then, um, and then I'm sure at some point business will get discussed. Um, and when business gets discussed, that's fine. Uh, there's nothing wrong with maybe riding a, a hole out. And if you're talking business and it's, you know, your, your business is important, there's nothing wrong with sitting there and talking business and maybe letting the others play if you're, not new, if you're new to the game and, and, you know, close the deal or do whatever it is that you have to do to make sure that your customer is taken care of. That's, that's going to be a very important part as well. But I definitely recommend that if you're going to uh, play this game and you're going to do it with customers is that you take some sort of uh, lessons with a PGA golf professional, uh, local pro, and just really emphasize to them that not only do you want to learn how to play the game, but you want to learn the etiquette of, uh, and, and what to do when you're on the course, um, you know, where to stand, all of those things. That, those things to me are very, very important. And uh, often um, uh, uh, when I watch young teachers teach, I notice that they, they, they're working with beginners and they don't cover any of these aspects, you know, simple things about walking through someone's line and how to mark your golf ball on the green. These are all important things so that you don't look silly when you're out there. You don't want to embarrass yourself, obviously. So, I mean, that's, uh, there's so many things, in, as, as you know, that we can, you can cover when it comes to etiquette. But some of the basics, you want to make sure that you're, you know, you're covering all your bases there when you first get started. Great answer. Um, you know, one of the things, too, that I always, you know, this is sort of an area that I've focused on most of my career is in corporate uh, side of things because I, I've always, you know, been involved in business, whether it's been in sales or what have you. And so from a golf perspective, it, it fell within my wheelhouse. And one of the things that I always used to tell potential clients is you kind of have to know your audience. So what I mean by that is, and Jamie, I'm going to get you to expand a little bit on this, but I just want to run a couple of things past and then I, then I want you to, to jump in. Um, you need to know your audience. So for instance, if you're not a very good golfer yourself, there's other options as well that include golf. Uh, and Jamie, I'm going to get you to talk about these in a moment, but you need to make sure that you present yourself well. So you don't want to show up with, you know, a grubby old hat, um, you know, uh, torn up uh, shorts or what have you. You want to dress the part. You want to make sure that you're putting, because you're, your impression that you're giving any potential client, um, in other words, put your best foot forward. Same thing with, with shoes. You know, you want to make sure they might be a little bit older, clean them up a little bit. If not, you know, invest the money. It's worth it if you're somebody that plays a little bit. If you're somebody, Jamie, that doesn't play a lot of golf, there's other options to actually just playing. Maybe consider hosting a, a short clinic, you know, getting in touch with your local golf professional and saying, hey, you know, I'm not a great golfer. I know some of my potential prospects are not that great either. How about we put together, and as a company, you could maybe host a, a short clinic, and it could be a variety of things. Talk about some options, because I'm sure, Jamie, you've done some of this as well. Talk about some options here if somebody doesn't want to just jump right in and play 18 holes, that there's another way that they can effectively achieve the same things by maybe uh, hosting some sort of a special event um, whether it's for the day or half day or what have you. Talk about that a little bit. Well, I think what you're really talking about is the networking aspect of golf. And, you know, as you say, not everybody plays well enough to actually get out there. Um, it does, I will say this, I think it behooves everybody to, um, especially, you know, as you get more up in management or you're trying to kind of climb the ladder, it does help to, develop a decent golf swing and a decent golf game because when you're out there, you're really literally in the game. But if, you know, if, if not, uh, being somebody who is the organizer, which is to say the leader, the event leader, um, and 
I would say have you know a clinic, invite some a speaker, mm-hmm. some a really interesting person um, who can talk about. Um, you know, there, there's just so many issues, right? Fitness, performance, um, how do golf uh, golf skills and leadership skills relate? I mean, so many things. A charity event, and a charity event doesn't have to be uh, a huge thing. It's still going to take some time, but even if it's nine holes and it's just a completely fun scramble kind of event, uh, most of them are scrambles uh, so that people can play, um, you know, uh, it's kind of a hot topics kind of thing and host it at Top Golf, hosted uh, at a golf course, so that you've got that golf venue. And Top Golf's a really, really good way to uh, do a golf event that is it can be business oriented, but it's got the fun, it's got the team building, it's got the hitting shots, and they have facilities. Top Golf likes to bring in corporate groups or business groups, and again, that could be. It doesn't have to be a really big thing. It could be a dozen, could be a, a couple dozen folks, 20 people. Um, but that's a, I think that's an excellent venue uh, to, for people who aren't so serious about golf or so good at golf but want to kind of bring in the golf aspect or bring in just that sort of that fun experience. So um, I think um, those are probably, you know, some of the, some of the key things and ways that if you're not the golfer yourself, being the organizer and working with kind of a golf mindset because so many people in the business world like to like to golf and they like to have an opportunity to be at a golf course or at a fun place like Top Golf and to feel that they're learning something or they're contributing something they are uh, meeting other people so I think those are kind of some of the key points I would I would hit here yeah well said Jamie um, and I agree wholeheartedly. I think sometimes, and even if you are a pretty good golfer, but you know through conversations that the people that you're going to be inviting out are maybe not that great, sometimes, again, it can be a little bit of an icebreaker in, in having sort of being the host of one of these clinics, and obviously you're going to have your, your local professional uh, there to, to do that or, uh, and have a, maybe a guest speaker as well uh, to talk about different things. Uh, but you want to make it as comfortable for them as, as possible. If you're, you know, if you're a, a five handicap and you're inviting somebody that's fairly new to the game, there's an intimidation factor. They don't want to look foolish, and especially if you're trying to, you know, connect uh, in, on some business level. Um, so rather than you know being out there and you're striping down the middle and they're hitting in the weeds all the time, you know, maybe hosting that clinic to talk about certain areas of the game to help them understand it. Um, and, you know, even though you're not maybe playing uh, any golf or very mu- little golf, uh, it's an opportunity to help sort of reintroduce them to the game and, again, gives you uh, plenty of opportunities to, uh, you know, to, to work out uh, some networking uh, things there as well. Um, Pete, John sort of alluded this a little bit in his uh, response earlier, um, but there's a time and a place to know when to bring up work um, or, you know, business, if you will. Uh, an, an example I can think of is, you know, and I've had this happen with me earlier on in my career. Um, you know, the boss invites you out to play a round of golf, you know, for the first time, and you're certainly excited for that opportunity to have their attention. Um, but at the same time, you've got to be mindful about when and how much you talk about work. Sometimes they just want to get away from the office, and they're saying, hey, I heard you golf, Pete, and uh, I'd love to have you come out and join me. When is the opportune time to really bring up work or business when you've been invited out by the boss? Well, that's a great one. Um, not after they've had a bad hole, I can tell you that much. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I think, you know, as you ease into the round, and, and I think as you, um, you know, get a little bit more conversation going, just talking about, you know, how the day's been, how things are going, and I think once you get to where there's a little bit of a, a comfort level and a flow to the round, I think then you can start to, you know, ease into some kind of business talk. Um, and it doesn't have to be, you know, right away. You can, you can, you know, let the round progress and just see how everybody's doing. And you might even, in, in that particular case, you might get a feel for, you know, hey, this is just about playing golf and, you know, being out of the office and, and not really talking about business today. So you can awfully, you know, actually see that, that point of it as well. Um, I know for me, you know, in because in, I have two different businesses, you know, I, I get asked, 
out to play quite a bit simply because, you know, I'm in the, the financial world and they all know that I can teach and play. So it, it can be a little bit different for me because they're usually nicking me for help on their games first and then we talk about business later. So, I mean, it's a little bit different in my situation uh, as far as going out. But, you know, those that are in the masses that are doing it, um, you know, I think you just have to, you know, kind of get a feel for how the day is going. Um, you know, you can certainly, you know, do some things that I like to do. I like to ask questions, and then when they answer it, I, I answer it with another question just to try to, you know, get a feel for, you know, what the day's doing, how they're doing. Um, you know, hey, you can bring up something, you know, like, hey, I saw so-and-so had something or this or that the other in the office the other day, and, you know, maybe that's a, a lead-in to just start to, to pick into, you know, something about the office and then go into it from there. But I, I think, you know, as, as long as you get to a point where you're pretty comfortable as you're out there and everybody's having, you know, a, a good enough time and things are flowing along, I think that's about the right time to start to, to talk about some business aspects. Yeah, and it doesn't have to – it can be – well said, and it can be a very light conversation too. I mean, you don't have to get hot and heavy. It's not a – you know, it's not a time to, you know, air out grievances or talk about, you know, office politics about so-and-so's not pulling their weight or whatever. Uh, you know, you want to – you know, do a little bit of homework and say, you know, what are some areas in your department? If you're in a larger company where you're working out of a specific department, you know, you might want to say, hey, you know, something like I've really been thinking about this or we've been talking in, in some of our uh, morning meetings about some challenges that, that we're facing as a company um, at work with some of the products and things. I've had some really good ideas. I'd love an opportunity. You certainly don't want to get into it on the golf course, but I'd love to put something together um, and, you know, drop, you know, have it dropped on your desk, uh, you know, maybe Monday morning or something like that, or have a ta- an opportunity to sit down with you and, and run some of these, you know, ideas across. So, you know, it can be very light. You don't have to really get into it. Um, and you don't want to, you know, also, I don't think you want to get in to a situation where you're, you're constantly bragging about the company because, you know, the boss is going to be looking at you and say, okay, what do you want? So, I mean, you certainly you know, are happy and excited to work there, but at the same time, uh, I think you touched on it, Pete. I think it's really about having fun and enjoying the game uh, and then sort of see where – and maybe even wait for that boss to sort of initiate that dialogue before you jump into it so that it doesn't look like you're there just to sort of, um, you know, talk shop. Maybe he doesn't want – he or she doesn't want to talk shop. Um, maybe they just want to go out and, and uh, they knew you played golf and decided to invite you. So there's a lot of different opportunities there that can happen. Um, but uh, But great response. John, one of the things that I think to add to networking, and I think it's really about making it inclusive um, for everybody. You know, uh, Jamie and, and Pete have touched on this as well as you. Um, you know, cor- uh, doing a corporate outing or a charity event, there's a lot of people maybe in an office that don't play the game, but you want to find ways of, of helping them to uh, get in- involved. So there's things that can be actually done. Maybe you could touch on a few things that could be um, included in that event that they could be involved with that don't necessarily have to have a great skill level but still can have fun and feel like they're participating in the event. So if you're going to host a corporate event, if you're a pro and you've been approached by company A and they want to bring an event and they're saying, we would really, you know, we've not done this before, we'd really like some input, what is some of the input that you're going to give? What are you going to say to them say, here's some things, here's some options it's not just about going out playing 18 holes here are some options that you may want to consider for your events so well one of the first things i do is anytime you have an event that's corporate event you want to have some sort of putting contest it can either be a a closest to the hole you could set up a putting course if you have the time to set that up Uh, those are always real popular we do a great job here at medallion they actually put branches and all kind they make water hazards and out of bounds and they make this incredible nine-hole putting course that you really, I mean, to, to get a two-putt is you feel like you've made a birdie. Uh, it's it's uh, really, they do a great job with that. So things like that are always fun because that's something that uh, I could take someone off the street who's never played golf before, give them a putter and a ball, and we can go out and have, uh, you know, do some putting games. Uh, and, and, and they feel like they're part of the group. Uh, so that would I would start out with that. Um, another thing that we did uh, that I've been a part of is we would do a caddy uh, golfer 
uh, event where you you would pair everyone up into twos. And so let's say that Ted, you and I were the the paired up group. I would for the first hole we would do like three holes. It would be like three little like a real short holes, like 30 yard shots uh, to the hole. And you would be the player and I would be the caddy. And so I would be carrying your clubs for you. I'd be cleaning the ball, helping you read the putt. And then you switch after three holes. Then I would be the player you would caddy for me. And so we would go back and forth doing that. And it's a great way to build. It's kind of a team building type event. But what you want to do is, uh, I think, is you want to pair up players based on their ability. So you have A players with the D players, and you put the maybe the B players with the C players. So it, that it's not – you don't want to put all the A players together and all the, the, the D players together. So it's a great way to um, kind of – create a, a team building atmosphere, have a little bit of competition. I always say, you know, golf is about competition and, and I think that's good and, and make it fun. Um, and, and then the last one is we used to do a little uh, course where we would do an uh, uh, alternate shot. So two people would pair up and you would have to go uh, putt like a, um, like a three holes and you would putt and we would time it and see it was like a race. And so, they were literally, and, and we don't encourage this, but they were literally have to run to the, you, I would hit a putt, and then you would run up and tap it in, and then you would hit the, and it would just be alternate shot. And then you would time it. Whoever got them in the holes the fastest time, that's what mattered. It didn't matter how many strokes. So that's another fun thing that you can do. So there's all kind of uh, events that you can do uh, closest to the hole. We had one of our section events uh, that went to this year, and we had closest to the hole. Um, uh, at the ad, after it was over, everyone hit a shot from the mat to about an 80-yard hole, and and they just did a, did a little closest to the hole and uh, you know at the very end to to make it fun. So those are ty- things that you can do um, to make the events fun. I, I believe that that's a big part of uh, any kind of team building. I I couldn't agree more, and and I, I like the idea of the. Um you know, player caddy option as well, right up until the point you said we'd switch and then I'd have to carry your bag. That's where you lost me right there. But um, now I'll get it aside. No, I think that's, I, I think it's good. You know, it, I think whatever you can do to make it interesting and make it fun. Um, and, and Jamie, there, I'm going to talk about, because, you know, making it inclusive, I'm going to talk to you uh, about an, another area as well, because, I've had a number of people on the show over the years. I've had some guests who are involved in some way or other in golf, uh, but never used to be. And um, I'm going to talk to you about that when we come back. But I'm going to take a quick break, a quick message from Golf Tips Magazine. And on the other side, uh, Jamie, I'm going to start with you. So we'll be right back. The following ad is sponsored by Golf Tips Magazine. Are you tired of being short off the tee? And what about those three putts? Forget about it. It's time you got serious about your game. Golf Tips, the most in-depth magazine in the industry. For over 30 years, Golf Tips has delivered expert content such as the latest golf instruction from America's top pros, simple-to-follow practice and game improvement drills, fitness and mental game tips, equipment, training aids, accessory and apparel reviews, golf destinations and travel tips for every budget, and so much more. Don't miss a single issue. Go to golftipsmag.com and subscribe today. All right, welcome back, and I'm joined by a special Coach's Corner panel discussion tonight. Uh, three great professionals, John Decker, Pete Buchanan, and, of course, Jamie Leno-Zimron uh, joining me on the Coach's Corner panel this evening, and we're having an interesting discussion about uh, business golf and, and about developing relationships uh, while we're out on the golf course. So, uh, Jamie, as I mentioned just before, I took that short little break. I was going to ask you a question more about in, in, uh, in, in being inclusive in that. And it reminds me of a story. We had a young lady on actually the other program I do with Cindy Miller, uh, Women of Golf, back a few years ago. And she talked about how uh, one of the things that bothered her, uh, you know, every Monday morning, the old water cooler uh, scenario where she would go up and, and, you know, a lot of her fellow employees, mainly the boys, you know, had played golf on the weekend or were playing in, in various different corporate events. And she didn't really feel like she was a part of everything and that, and that's something that happens, not just with, with obviously the, the ladies, but it happens with a lot of people. So if you're somebody in that category who has never maybe played before and you really want to get involved, we talked about some things there. 
Um, in her particular case, she actually was very um, uh, forward in the sense that she asked her, her coworkers, hey, you know, I'd really like to know more about golf, and, and they were very receptive to that. And she obviously took steps, and now she does the very same thing and, and encourages other, particularly other women, but to, uh, to do that. This is an area, despite all of the, the tremendous efforts, um, and I mean they are tremendous, that the LPGA organization has done over the years in bringing more women to the game, not only as instructors, but also um, in addition to obviously top-notch players, uh, more women to the game and making them feel, uh, you know, more part of the process and that. And as more women get into uh, corporate leadership roles, it's important for them to adopt, I think, golf as one of the tools of, of the trade. So if you had a group of young women, let's say, that are starting out in business, what would that conversation be? And you're trying to encourage them to, and they may not say own their businesses, they may be involved in corporate, uh, you know, at various levels, um, but how would you encourage them to sort of get started um, and, and being a part of that so that they don't feel left out in, in their company? Well, it. Most places have, not all, but most clubs and even municipal facilities will have uh, women pros, LPGA members. And you don't have to work with an LPGA pro, but I think that through the LPGA and the Amateur Association, uh, just our consciousness as women teachers, women instructors, we're very aware of creating programs to help women get started in golf and, uh, you know, and to feel comfortable because, really having the basic skills, being able to be just a decent enough player um, is not the easiest thing, right? Golf is kind of a hard thing to take up as an adult, um, even as a young adult, and to get kind of okay at. And, and some people are, some women aren't going to be interested, but many are. And if you can help them to understand exactly what we're talking about today, the tremendous business opportunities that are there, because golf is so much the business sport, and, you know, the guys tend to play and, and talk about it. You want to really be part of that game. So, um, you know, just some, some beginners programs and starter programs and that include clinics. Uh, there's, you know, all these kind of nine and nine and wine and this sort of stuff so that, um, you know, it's fun and that they're getting the skills in every aspect of the game from a short game, chipping, putting to full swing and being able to actually play on the golf course. Um so it's just important to, to have, uh, like I once created a program, and it was called the Top Ten uh, in Golf, and it was a 10-month program, every month focused on uh, um, some different skills, and then the top 10 things you needed to know in those aspects of the game. Uh, and it was great. I had quite a few participants in it, and through that period of time, they had enough time to develop it the skills they needed in all the main aspects of the game, including even once we got to further down the line, bunker shots, trouble shots. I mean, that's some stuff you start with. But, you know, we got there over the course of 10 months, being sure that you get out on the golf course. So I just think that that's really an important thing. Uh, something that we are doing a good job at in the LPGA is raising the girls up to, to have golf games. And that's through the LPGA, USGA Girls Golf Sites, it's expanded from there used to be a, a, a few dozen, a hundred. Now I think we're getting up to hundreds of golf sites. We're shooting for a million girls pretty soon going through our programs. So, you know, very few are going to make it to, to the tour. That's not the point. If you can get to where you're playing high school golf, maybe even playing on your college golf team. But even if you're a decent high school golfer, I have talked to so many young women now who uh, you know, have gotten out into their adult lives in their 20s and 30s, and they are so grateful that they have a good golf swing and that they can they can get out there and play and hold their own. So, you know, it does help to start kind of young. And for people who have daughters, I would highly recommend that you get them out there, not just uh, not just the sons, the boys. Uh, and there are, are plenty mm-hmm. of junior programs. So just because having a good golf swing, a decent golf swing, a decent golf game is an automatic head start in the business world. No doubt. And, and, and just to, to piggyback a little bit about on what you said, um, you're exactly right. You know, Cindy and I speak with a lot of the young ladies coming up through the Epson tour who, uh, of course, are on their way to uh, becoming full-time LPGA players. 
commonalities through many of them, certainly not all of them, many of them, um, of course, played collegiate and, and earlier in junior golf, but, um, you know, started the game with maybe it might have been their father or their parents or, you know, a grandfather, somebody just introduced them to the game at a very young age. And, you know, I remember speaking to a number of business professionals that have come on the shows over the years. And one of the things that they said is you've got to really introduce it to them when they're younger, because once they hit a certain age, there are other interests. And that's not just for the ladies, it's for the, for the boys as well. But once their interests get into other areas, um, of, of whether it be sports or whatnot, it's harder to get them um, involved in the game. Because as, as we've all understood, is, is golf is a very challenging game. And if you're learning it much later in life, it can be a little bit, I think, a little extra daunting. When you're a kid, you know, you can just rip it and, and not have a care in the world. But when you get up into, you know, your 30s, 40s, and 50s and beyond and have to start something new like that, uh, it can present a, a little bit more challenging. So I think getting in ready. And, and let me just emphasize again, the LPJ organization has done a phenomenal job. And I mean a phenomenal job. I think mm-hmm. in my personal opinion, better better than even yep. the PGA. I'm, um and, and really um, growing the game, there are so many pioneers in women's golf. Some of them, unfortunately, we've lost over the, the last few years. Um, Marilyn Smith comes to mind. Shirley Spork is another one uh, who were instrumental in really forming the LPGA and have created so many opportunities. And um, I think the more that we do to, uh, to push that forward, um, and hence is one of the reasons why I do the women of golf. But um, you're, you're exactly Ted, right. I, I think – yeah, go ahead. If I could just – if I could just put in um, uh, uh, for people to know that we have taken the Founders Legacy Foundation, uh, Debbie Wakeus and others, um, uh, we have rebranded as Golf at Forward Foundation. So we're a nonprofit and we're carrying on Marilyn Smith's tournament, which is her scholarship fund. Mm-hmm. So we've given out already about 250 scholarships uh, and uh, $5,000 each to high school players uh, who are good academically and are going to play golf in college. They aren't necessarily going to be golf professionals, but just to mm-hmm. play the game. And uh, this is the period right now through January that the application process is underway. So I do want, we're, we're trying to let more people know and anybody out there listening, parents, grandparents, teachers, coaches, that uh, these scholarships are available. And it's uh, the golf at forward I think it was golfatforward.org and to look for that application or they can get in touch with me because this is exactly the time that we're, we're gathering those applications. Yep. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll let you re- uh, remind everybody at the end of the program uh, as well about that. Uh, but a great point. Um, all right, Pete, I'm going to move on to you uh, on this one. Um, who doesn't like a little swag on the golf course? Um, you know, it's typically customary to, uh, certainly, especially if you're playing in some sort of an event, to have some sort of a tea gift um, when you're out playing. It might be just a, something as simple as a sleeve of golf balls, maybe a towel or, or a, a koozie, if you will, for, for, uh, for your drink. A whole, whole host of different corporate and fun, uh, fundraising out, outings uh, uh, can do that, and that's a great way. Um, I think that if you're going to network on the golf course, and as a company, even a small company, I think, would you not agree, Pete, that it's worth the investment to, and again, you don't have to go crazy, um, but maybe just getting something golf-related like golf balls, towel, whatever, some of the things I mentioned, and maybe even others, um, to um, present to prospective clients. What are your thoughts here? Oh, totally agree. It's a great way to do it, just to, not only from a, you know, like you said, everybody likes to get a little something, but it's a great way to you know, get your name and, and your business out there and, and make it work. I just played in one the other day where, you know, everybody got uh, gift cards to the restaurant, which was, you know, phenomenal because, you know, they had food out there on the course and they gave me an opportunity to, again to go in, um, you know, to, to, to use the gift card and, and visit their place. And, um, you know, so yeah, I think it's a great way to do that. It's a, it's also a great icebreaker too. With if, uh, you know, you can have not only uh, you know maybe one of the holes you can set up a tent or or something to you know better you know let everybody know what's going on with you know what you're doing and, and what you're after as far as what your business is all about. So that that's definitely a a, a really cool way 
way to, uh, you know, get the golf or something and, um, you know, do a little bit of networking on, on what you're trying to do. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily have to be anything extravagant. Obviously, if you're doing a, a larger corporate event, of course, you know, you're going to invest a little bit more money. But even if you're just bringing out two or three uh, potential prospects, um, you know, why not uh, have something that's branded with, with your company logo on it um, and say, hey, here's a, you know, a sleeve of golf balls. And obviously, depending on the size of your company, you may even want to go up and give them a dozen golf balls. But uh, just something to, uh, you know, could be even a coffee mug, could be anything uh, with a corporate logo on there. Um, obviously, there's a lot of, uh, you know, different uh, gift items and that that can be done. Uh, I, I would stay away unless it's, you know, something a little bit more involved from uh, golf clothing and things like like shirts and that, um, you know, at the beginning, because I think that gets into a little bit of a dicey because you don't have the sizes and stuff. But um, but there's a lot of great, as I put it, swag that you can do. That's a great way to get your, your company name, uh, especially if it's something that uh, if they're interested in the game, um, it's, it's got your, your brand identification on it as well. And, and, and that can be done very inexpensively at a, at a corporate level. Um, John, I'm going to come to you on, on this one. And this is, you know, we talk about some, a variety of different games and this is one that, um, I had done years ago. I know a lot of people maybe have done something similar. Um, I don't think it's new, but, um, I always use challenge. I used to talk with my corporate clients and say, well, who are some of your competitors out there and throw down the gauntlet, if you will. And um, I used to actually get them before emails uh, were really uh, prevalent uh, and get them actually to contact some of their competitors uh, and actually challenge them to a golf event, challenge them to a golf outing, say you throw together your best force and we're going to throw it out and just make a fun day, a challenging, get them talk a little bit of shop, Touch on that a little bit. Is that something that you've ever experienced yourself uh, through teaching and that? And if not, what do you think of that idea? Uh, honestly, Ted, I've never, I've not, I have not heard of that. Um, I think it's a great idea, um, it's, especially, um, you know, in like, uh, you know, like for example, it could be restaurants, you know, like or um, maybe insurance agents or, or whatever, you know, whatever. Uh, competition you can create, I think, is is always good. Like I said, um, golf is a game of competition, and and I think it's good when you're going to do something, whether it's corporate related, whether it's team building, whether it's trying to uh, get um, you know a, a prospective client, anything that you can do to make it fun and and uh, add that little element of competition, because people, you know, really. Uh, Business is about competition, and and so um, you know when I go to like watch member guest tournaments, I'm amazed how competitive uh, it gets between mm-hmm. um, you know in the putting contest and things like that. Um, you know you see you have grown uh, grown men and women, um, and they're you know tooth and nail over you know uh, a little putt putt course. So it, it's fun to watch. So, yeah, I have not, though, your idea, I think, Ted, I have not heard of that, but I think it's a great idea. Well, one of the reason why I bring this up, one of the things that I, I did um, several years ago, I haven't done one in a while, and it actually, I was thinking about it the other day, and I thought, you know, this is something I might uh, uh, consider doing in, in the near future, maybe in, or, you know, 2024, but, you know, I... I was involved obviously with a number of business networks over, over the years. And what I would do is I would just, like you said, you know, maybe uh, approach um, a number of local restaurants and say, Hey, we're going to host, our business is going to host an event. Um, We want you to put together a foursome from your restaurant and your restaurant. And it's going to be the battle of, of, you know, the restaurants or the insurance company or whatever it is. So that way it gives them a chance to network. Most of them know one another anyways. And, and uh, you know, from either eating at the establishment or if it's an insurance, most people know who their competitor, local competitors are. But it just makes it fun. To, and, and what you can just sort of add to it is you can turn it into a fundraising event. You know, you can also have it so that, you know, money's collected, it goes into a common, you find a common cause, but it just makes it for fun. And it's a community thing as well because now you can get a little bit of, you know, a lot of times I would go to the local uh, newspapers. I mean, again, this was before all the internet and things uh, were really taken off. But I would go out and saying, "Hey, we're going to have a battle of whatever. It might be the fitness clubs, 
and uh, we'd get them out in the golf course. And, you know, the paper would do a little local write-up and give some free, you know, PR. So it's a great way to really get the community involved. And then you can do a community outreach where, as an example, um, each restaurant can go out to their customers and saying, hey, we're playing in a corporate event. You want to sponsor our team, you know, $10 or whatever it is. Um, and then that money goes into, um, you know, helping to, uh, you know, with whatever the, the, the local cause may be. And it could be a local cause. It doesn't have to be a national cause as well. So uh, just something, I don't know, as I said, uh, whether any of you have ever done something like this before. Um, Jamie, your thoughts on that? Anything you want to add? Oh, sorry, here I'm on mute. Um, no, I think it, it's pretty good. Um, I'll just I'll toss in something else. This is a little bit different, but um, uh, I don't know if you've heard about uh, golf marathons. That is kind of mm-hmm. a fun thing to do as well. And uh, where, you know, you play 100 holes of golf in 12 hours or however many hours you've got, but you can do these on an executive course, um, which mm-hmm. could be really fun. And we haven't really talked about executive course events for newer golfers or for business golf because yep. you know, the courses are shorter. Um, obviously more people can play them and the time commitment doesn't have to be so great. You could do an afternoon business golf event at, a, at an executive course um, and uh, do with a golf marathon. You can play, let's say you give people four hours and you're raising money for say a local cause or a local business, a business is sponsoring it, and you've got your swag out there, it's really good for your uh, your reputation, right? It's all about your name and your reputation and, do, and um, you know, doing doing good community service and through golf. And, um, you know, you'll get some business golfers or just, you know, people who want to go out and have a good time, let their kids play. And you can play, say, three, four balls. How many holes can you play um, in four hours or five hours or whatever amount of time you give it, and then you have you know, a little meal or something, and talk about that that community organization, that hospital, that school, uh, whatever it might be that you're raising money for. So, you know, those are some other. Uh, that's another mm-hmm. idea that I think is a wonderful, wonderful thing that's very, very doable, and you can get a lot of people involved and in, in playing and having an amazing time. And with that sort of marathon aspect to it. Um, mm-hmm. it just really piques people's interest. It's like, can you go out there and play as many balls as you want? you got four hours, five hours on this par three course. How many, how many can you get in? Yeah. And you're getting up per hole pledges. That's the whole point. It's like when mm-hmm. you get a per kilometer per mile pledge and you can go out there and let's say, let's say, Ted, you're worth, uh, you've, you've got sponsors, so you're worth 30 bucks uh, a hole and you play 100 holes, mm-hmm. you're collecting $3,000 for that charity. Yep. So um, I I think that, you know, is a tremendous idea and a way to, to do something really great business-wise, networking-wise in the community, mm-hmm. and that's doable golf-wise. Yeah, you're exactly right. And just to give you a, an example real quick is, you know, as I mentioned, Cindy, Cindy Miller, of course, a well-known LPGA professional uh, for a number of years. Her son, Jamie, uh, has done that very same thing. In fact, I think it was last year, the year before, he uh, he gets involved in, in a group uh, through his business dealings. And I think they played 125 holes. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's a little out of my league at, at my age now, but, uh, but you know, he's obviously a lot younger than I, but I, I played 212 holes, one ball regulation course in 12 hours uh, for um, yeah. cystic fibrosis. Yeah. <laughs> Golf club. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even, fun. Yeah. I'm not even, yeah, I'm not even touching that one, but, but no, you know, <laughs> it, it is a great idea. I think anytime, you know, Pete, I think anytime that you can, and it really boils down to what we're really conversation is about here is how can we, um, you know, obviously the professionals can play a big role in this as well, because, and this is something I think, and I know that a lot of professionals do reach out to their business communities, but I think even more, I think there are so many opportunities as a professional to reach out to those business, uh, you know, uh, consumers out there that, uh, and business leaders and say, hey, here's some options. Here's some things that we'd like to get you involved in. I know you do a corporate event every year, but here are some other smaller scale things that could do, could make, again, for team building, what have you. I think there's a lot of great ideas out there. Jamie's mentioned one. I've got one. You know, John, I know you've done some things as well um, to really get people involved and excited about playing the game and do it in such a way that, again, there's a little bit of competition, but it's not so overbearing 
that those that maybe are newer to the game or not as proficient can go out and have some fun as well. I mean, even going to a, a mini putt course, you know, as a starter, do something along that line, again, having some competition. But, um, John, I'm going to give you uh, some final thoughts here as well, and then we're going to wrap it up. Well, Ted, I, I think all of these things are great. I mean, ultimately what we're trying to do is, you know, grow the game of golf, but we're also trying to build relationships in, um, you know, from our side uh, as the PGA professionals or golf professionals. And so um, I think that, you know, for the listeners out there who are maybe in, in the business world who are not in the golf business, if you're looking for ways to entertain uh, your customers, I think the first thing that you should do is, um, is, is consider doing um, uh, some sort of golf event or possibly a, a clinic. And I like the instruction. I, my favorite is to do like a, a one or two. We, we do like a lot of two-hour clinics. They go have lunch, and then after lunch they go play uh, 18 holes or nine holes, depending on uh, how much they want to play. And I think to me that is, you know, in that amount of time, the money that a business would invest, in doing that, yes, there's some upfront costs with the golf and maybe getting the swag and all that stuff and the food and beverage. But what the return on that is is can't be measured. And and I think it's uh, for all the businesses out there. I think that they ought to really consider doing this. Um, and it and it benefits everyone. It benefits the golf business. It benefits your business. And that's uh, a great way to have fun while you're at work as well. Yeah, I think it again. It, it's it, there's so many components to it, and I mean we we've just sort of glossed over a lot of things. I mean you could really dial down and get into a lot of specifics, but obviously we don't have the time to do that. But um, I, I think really what the uh, again being sort of towards the end of the season, these are things um, for some obviously as we get ready to uh, for some people in the country and in other areas uh, are getting ready to hibernate a little bit. You know some of this is a little bit more challenging. However. As Jamie pointed out, there's organizations like Top Golf and other maybe indoor facilities where you can carry that over and have something very similar until the you know the snow thaws as it were, and, and you can get back out into into the uh, the outdoors a little bit more. But there's so many opportunities, I think, to really uh, for a company, for an individual, uh, for an employer, uh, to really engage and and really take advantage um, because golf and you know I've I've proven this time and time again, golf is probably the number one um, vessel, if you will, for businesses and for even nonprofit organizations to raise money. They raise more money than any other organization, uh, any other um, you know, business, if you will, when it comes to um, hosting events and, and doing that. Nobody even comes close. So even the other major sports, um, whether it's basketball, baseball, you know, football, they don't even come close to how much money is raised uh, through charity uh, for charities through golf. So it's a great opportunity for whatever level business that you have, whatever your exposure is, um, that's something that you do. And I think really as a business leader, if you haven't already done so, it's a good opportunity to look for maybe one of your local LPGA or PGA uh, golf professionals in your area, reach out and have a conversation say, hey, we'd really like to, do something here with our company, how can you help us, and, and what are some options, what are some things that we can do, and have that uh, conversation. But I think that's a good start. And for those of you who have already done it, mix it up. If you've been doing that for a few years, if you host a corporate event at your local course, um, maybe mix it up and, and add some other things in there. Maybe it's a, a clinic in there. Maybe it's uh, guest speakers, as Jamie pointed out. So there's a lot of different options, a lot of different ways to, uh, uh, to develop this game and have some fun while doing it. Uh, because, uh, you know, it's, you got to have some play in there, and it's not just all work. But, uh, guys, I want to thank you for uh, having, a, a, I think, an interesting conversation as we uh, get close to ending the season uh, here on the Coach's Corner panel of Golf Talk Live. And I know, as I mentioned earlier, this is the last show of the year for you guys. Um, so I'm going to give you a moment or two uh, to let the folks know if they want to reach out in the off season um, uh, for the show, that is. And um, best way to do that uh, – Jamie, you go ahead, then Pete, and then John. People can find me on LinkedIn or Facebook under Jamie Leno Zimron. Uh, those are kind of the main social media uh, that I do, a little bit of Instagram. And uh, my website, thecenteredway.com, center, E-D, thecenteredway.com. 
Um, and again, you know, I apply martial arts principles, body, mind, uh, psychology uh, to golf, to the game of golf, and also in the business world and leadership. So um, I love talking to people. Give me a call, 760-492-GOLF. And uh, yeah, happy holidays to all. And thank you, Ted. Thank you, guys. Uh, and I love this topic. Absolutely love it. Not a problem. And Jamie, real quick, because I, I mentioned this. Yeah, I mentioned this earlier. Uh, if you want to mm-hmm. go ahead and give another uh, shout out for the Marilyn Smith um, that yeah. foundation information, if you want to give that one more time. Yeah, well, now that uh, Marilyn and Shirley Spork, the 13 founders, are all physically gone from the earth, but boy, does their legacy live on. And they were tremendous businesswomen as well, started in 1950, as well as great athletes. Um, and their lessons are evergreen. We're still working on some of the same things they were, breaking the same barriers that they were 70 years ago. So uh, we now have the Golf It Forward, golfitforward.org foundation, and we give out $5,000 golf scholarships to high school players going on to college. And the application period is underway right now through January. In April, we'll um, have our our uh, uh, Maryland Smith Pro-Am and continue to raise money. And uh, we take pictures, anyone can take pictures at hole number 13 and honor the 13 founders. Uh, we are raising money. People can give 13, 26, 39, et cetera, dollars and multiples of 13. And it's a nonprofit. So, uh, yeah, really, uh, we're very excited to be expanding the amount of scholarships that we are giving out as we get more, more um, you know, fundraising dollars in. Perfect, and a great cause as well. And uh, thank you to the um, fa- original founders of the LPJ for doing such a great job and putting together a fantastic organization that lives on today for so many people. Um, Pete, uh, go ahead and let the folks know how they can get in touch with you. And if there's anything you'd like to plug, uh, now's time. Yeah, thanks, Ted. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure being on the show, and, and John and Jamie enjoyed chatting with you this evening. They can reach me at PeteBuchanGolf.com. All of my contact information is out there. Um, and go ahead and just drop me a line. There's, uh, we're probably, uh, I've added about six new programs going into next year that I'm going to be doing, which are, you know, completely different from the, the one-on-one face-to-face uh, instructional programs. So um, if you're interested in those, uh, just drop me a note, and then I'll be happy to, to show you what those are and, and discuss it with you. But uh, happy holidays to everybody. And, uh, again, Ted, thanks. Uh, for having us on and for all that you do for Coach's Corner. Thank you. I always enjoy doing this and uh, love having you guys, uh, everybody on. You do such a great job, and I appreciate you, as always, giving of your time. And, John, go ahead. Let the folks know how they can get in touch with you if they want to and also if there's anything you'd like to plug. Well, once again, Ted, thank you for having us on the show. And, uh, Pete and Jamie, I, I thoroughly enjoyed being on with you tonight. I want to wish all the listeners out there a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and, and safe holiday season. Um, if the listeners want to reach me, you can reach me at DeckerGolf.com. That's my website. Again, that's DeckerGolf.com. I'm also available on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, and my book is Golf is My Life, Glorifying God Through the Game. It's available on Amazon. And Barnes and Noble websites. It's also available on Amazon Audible. It's now in Audible form. And if you're looking for a speaker or speaking engagements, please reach out to me again on my website, DeckerGolf.com, and I can come to your area and uh, put together a clinic and um, speak or whatever it is that you're looking for. So, uh, again, Ted, thank you, and uh, I, I really enjoyed tonight's show. All right, appreciate it. Thank you, guys, as always, again, for bringing your, your best to the Coach's Corner panel. And you guys have a safe and happy holiday season as well. And if you happen to be down at the PGA show this season uh, or uh, next, uh, this upcoming January, I'm going to be there for a few days. And uh, if we get a chance, let me know, and we'll try to connect for a few moments uh, while we're at the show. But uh, if not, uh, have a great holiday season. And the new schedule for 2024 will be coming out soon uh, for Coach's Corner. And I hope all of you guys will sign back up again for next season. But have a great holiday season, and thanks again for coming on tonight. Thank you, Ted. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Ted. Uh, Jamie Leno-Zimron, Pete Buchanan, and John Decker uh, joining on the Special Coaches Corner panel. We have one more show, which is going to be December 14th, which is next Thursday evening. Again, it'll be a little bit shorter. Uh, I'm not doing uh, any special guests 
uh, this time of year, just, uh, you know, with the holidays coming up, everybody's uh, schedule is pretty tight. Um, but uh, we've got a good group of panelists to end out the season next week. So I hope you come back and join us. And don't forget, if you're interested, if uh, again, if you're in the golf profession, you're going to be joining uh, down at the PGA show uh, at the end of January, the last week of January. Uh, I'm going to be there for several days. Uh, if you want to reach out, you can do so. My email address is ted at igolfsportsnetwork.com. You can drop me a line and say, hey, I'm going to be down there. Here's today's I'm going to be here, and we'll try to connect. But uh, other than that, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Again, um, the show will end uh December 14th will be the last show of this season. Uh, we'll be starting up, I believe it's February 8th. I'll confirm the dates next next Thursday, but uh, I believe February 8th we'll be starting up with a sort of a golf talk live light, if you will, um, just some general interviews and that for the uh, new season. And then uh, Coach's Corner will be added into uh, the mix uh, the first Thursday in March. And also next year, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that next uh, week as well, but um, uh, I'm going to be plugging in a new segment in between the coach's corner and the special guest interviews. So stay tuned for that. I'll talk a little bit more about that next week, but thanks everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show and I will see you next time here on golf talk live. God bless everybody. And thank you for tuning in. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this week's broadcast of Golf Talk Live. Ted would like to thank this evening's special guest for joining him on the show. Remember to join Ted every Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. Central on Golf Talk Live. You can also listen to Golf Talk Live on any of these social media platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, TalkStream Live, and of course Spotify. Be sure to follow Ted on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, send an email to ted at ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. This has been a production of the iGolf Sports Network. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.